Welcome to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs, a webinar series that packs a ton of important agency information on one topic from one expert into a 25-minute brief. Why 25 minutes? Because who has the attention span for much more these days? And you can squeeze in a listen between meetings with time for a bathroom break or coffee refill before your next meeting. Thanks for tuning in. This is Bite Size Agency Briefs. I'm your host, Steve Guberman from Agency Outsight, where I coach agency owners to build the agency of their dreams. I'm here with my friend, Jamie Hawk, who runns a fractional COO and project management company, Altitude Operations. Jamie, thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here and to chat with you today. Cool. So Altitude, I, give me the backstory. I mean, when did you launch it? How'd you get here? It's what I'm good at. It's it's yeah. like, it's funny. I always tell people, I'm like, I don't have any talents. I used to tell people that all the time. I'm not good at anything. I couldn't take a pen to a paper and draw something good at, you know, it just, I felt like I had no talents and I quickly realized that my talent is just being really organized. And so that was kind of what I ran with. And that's really the basis of project management, right? Is is just being able to keep a lot of things, a lot of moving pieces organized um, in bite-sized pieces for teams. But the backstory of, of Altitude Operations is I was a stay-at-home mom, uh, needed something to do on the side. So um, I kind of started you know, taking clients, started doing this, learning everything there was to know about operations. Um, and then I just decided to turn this into a full-fledged business. It's been great. So we've been around for about three years. We've helped multiple business owners, more specifically agency owners, just get more organized and grow and scale their businesses. So it's it's been a, a terrific journey and I love it. Yeah, it's been great. Awesome. What's, what's a typical engagement? Somebody comes to you because they're missing deadlines, their balls are flying in the air, they don't know how to juggle. Like who comes to you and what's that engagement really look like? Yeah, so it's typically the agency owners that are like, I'm not sleeping, we're dropping the ball. Uh, I have no idea what my team's doing. My team's confused. Everybody's just, we're just kind of piecing things together and putting band-aids on everything. It's typically yeah, agency owners that are just so stressed out with the day-to-day. And what we do is we try to remove them from that. So we try to take on all their client communications, employee communications, and put systems and processes in place mm-hmm. to help them go to bed at night knowing that maybe not everything's perfect in the business. I don't know if that ever exists, right. but at least everything's being tracked and we know where the mistakes are being made, or we know the things that we need to work on as a company. And until you have all of that, you know, processes in place, it's really hard to see where your attention needs to go to. So that's our typical client and kind of how our typical engagement is, is just trying to remove them from the day to day. So you come in, you either help them build those systems and and procedures, which are just essential for, for ongoing success, scalability, you know, acquisition, anything, um, you put those in place and then are you out or are you in for the long haul maintaining, you take over their email? Like how, how long does that process go? Yeah. So we go in for 30 days and we take over everything. So we're putting all the templates and processes and SOPs and all the things together. And then after that, we have one of our highly trained project managers come into their business. And what mm-hmm. they do is they just make sure the system's still working great. Um, they take on your client communication. So when a client comes back with edits or a new ask, you know, you as the owner aren't having to sit there and make tasks and delegate all the information to right. everybody. Project manager does that. So we are in our clients' accounts long-term, typically with uh, at least one PM, if not multiple, as they grow in scale. 
Um, and we, we stick around for the, the long haul as long as they'll have us. There are a lot of agencies that are like, well, we want everybody in-house. We don't want to outsource anything. I mean, it's not so much the case anymore. I think agencies are more and more just like, let's outsource and keep it lean and, and all that. Um, what are your thoughts on in-house versus out-house? Do you train in, in-house PMs and then run away? Or, I mean, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, so it's funny because a lot of our clients, especially when we start with them, they're like, I don't know if I want a project manager that is outside of the business. And I always say, okay, you know, like you need somebody for now, like, let us just help you for now. And then they typically are like, we're never going to go with anybody else. Mm-hmm. And this is what, this is what I chalk it up to. If I hire a PM that's in-house, they're not looking at how to make things better. Typically they're right. just going with the systems that were already there with the SOPs that have already been written. So yeah, that'll probably get them by and you guys will probably be pretty good for a year. But then what happens after that year? What happens after that two year? Are you still using those same processes, those same systems? Right. What we try to do from an outside source is one, continue our education. Two, we're seeing constant best practices, new things that are coming out that our clients are coming with us to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just say like, if you want somebody in-house, I think that's great. But having somebody that's not in-house that is the experts in this field, not just experts at what you guys have built are two very different things. Um, and so we bring the expertise of what's the best practice out there and just continuously learning the best new out there um, mm-hmm. to see how it can help benefit our clients. Yeah. And, and I get that. I mean, especially if somebody's onboarding a new employee, it's not, hey, come in and revamp everything. It's come in, spend 90 days. Don't make any changes. Don't, you know, don't push to say, this is how we did it at my old agency. Learn what we do, ask questions, learn about what's going on here, but be objective enough to know that, all right, maybe this can be done better. A lot of times that this can be done better doesn't happen because now 90 days in that new employee, that new project manager or account person, they're so in the weeds of the day to day. They don't know how to take themselves out and have that outside. I'm going to plug it or outside perspective that you and I do from, you know, seeing things from the outside. And and so there's an immense value there, just the specific internal employee trainings to say, Great, your your PM team. You've got one, two, five PM people. They're all using these same systems. It's broken, but you don't know it. Do you come in and, and do that intensive work as well? Yeah. So we do audits um, as well. Okay. We actually have a, a couple clients currently that we're doing audits for. They've been had their businesses for five to ten years. They've been doing stuff the same way, and they know there's a more efficient way. They're hiring a ton of people to just manage these really bad systems. That if they were yeah. to pare these systems down. Yes, they could have a little bit of less um, headache because you're not having to have 20 employees. You can run it off 10 employees now. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, so we'll go in and we'll do audits and then make um, really great suggestions on what you can automate, things that you can make better um, and all of that stuff and and how to do it. So we we do do those audits. Yeah. What are some, uh, you know, don't trash any current clients or anything, but what are some of like the, I can't believe they've been doing it like this for five years kind of things that you, that just blow your guys' minds. Um, that people project manage in Google suite. They use like Excel spreadsheets to project manage. Mm-hmm. Um, that just blows my mind that that's a thing. Or another thing is that they have communication in Slack. They're talking to their clients in WhatsApp. They're talking to their clients in email, text, phone call, and just so many different forms of communication that it just, it blows my mind that they're able to keep things. And it's, I think that's the coolest thing about, about it though, is I go into these clients systems and processes and all the things they've been doing. And they've built a really great business with really bad systems and processes. 
So once they get those really good systems and processes, it's very easy for them to take their business to the next level because they're so used to doing things in such a not efficient way that once it becomes efficient, they just gained back hours and hours and hours of their week to like grow their business. So I'm always shocked at how I feel like people run their business. But again, I always tell them, I'm like, everybody's at this point. I was at that point. You know, it's what I do. My systems and processes, it's what I do. So you would think that mine are great and wonderful, but I'm constantly having to change mine and adapt mine to be the best. And so I would say, like, I always tell them, I always try to reassure them, like, it's okay that you've been doing it this way. It's not, you're not bad. It doesn't mean you're unsuccessful or you're, you know, not a smart business owner. It's just you trying to make things up and put band-aids on stuff. And that's great. But now you're in the right spot. Now we're making the change and you should be happy about that. So yeah, I'm, I'm always shocked, but um, always, always excited because my clients are so willing to learn and to adapt to the changes that I'm, I'm telling them they should make. And that's, that's all we can do as business owners is be willing to change and adapt to things that will make our business better. So. Yeah. A lot of times it's, it's either the fear of what's this going to look like not so much, oh, I can get the hours back, but it's like, oh, the hurdle to get to that point, all the data is in my head or all the data is in my whatever, my spreadsheet, or I know that client intimately in my head. And so it's it's the hurdle to get to that point. I, you know, I ran my agency, my CRM was a not even a Google sheet, it was an Excel sheet on, on our local server. Um, our project management tool was a hybrid between a, a spreadsheet and Basecamp. Um, some clients didn't want to mess with base camp. So it was just email. Like, so there was fractional and it was like, this is as good as it gets, or this was actually really awesome. We had a giant whiteboard and that was our project management system. And so my project manager would, you know, she'd run the huddles and she'd move things from column to column, move them along for us and status updates. And then, you know, what are some tools that you use to kind of show agencies, listen, we can get you from this box of, you know, tangled wires to wireless broadband running smooth as shit. Yeah. So it's really just about having conversations with them. And, and it is funny because that's one of the first questions I always get asked is what is this going to require from me? Mm-hmm. Of course, it's going to require something the agency owner, everything's in their head and I have to right. extract that. But the great thing is, is because we're, we do what we do and we do it all day. Um, we're really strategic about the questions we ask you. So we set up calls with you. We say, bring a cup of coffee, bring whatever beverage of choice. And we just want to pick your brain for a little bit. We just want to ask you a bunch of questions. We just need you to answer. We don't need you to come prepared with anything. And we're just going to have a conversation. And I'm just going to dig as far as you'll let me dig. And then we might have to jump on another call where I dig further into other things. Um, But yeah, it is. It it can be a big lift for them. But what I would say is go through this 30 days boot camp that we usually put our clients through. And it's very far from a boot camp. They would tell you it's, it's not... a huge lift, not as huge of a lift as I think that they originally thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get past that 30 days, you then are just like, whew, like you can finally take a deep breath. And so I can't sugarcoat it and say like, oh yeah, we don't need anything from you guys. It's just going to happen. I wish that would make my job easier and make their job easier. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately they had it in their head for so long, which is that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but what's nice about it is instead of having to tell five, 10 people on your team, you're just talking to me and we're building it out for the rest of your team. So uh, it's definitely an easier lift than, than waiting and, and trying to tell your team things because it just happens all at once. And then you're presented with this great system that has all of your mm-hmm. thoughts um, down. So 
Yeah. Through that audit, you help decide you guys would be best for Monday.com or Asana or whatever the, the system of systems would be. Do you help them as far as, you know, we were big on documentation. We had a wiki. It was basically a WordPress wiki. It was an intranet. Uh, anybody on the team could, you know, log in and say, how do I stand up a new web server or how do I new, how do I do this or how do I do that? Um, big on procedures and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, really big. So the, the way that we do it, we actually do it different than a lot of other companies is we put your SOPs right into the system. So okay. instead of having to go do an outside source, that's like, how do I do this? Anytime they get a task that is giving them a certain deliverable in that task, because we've created a bunch of templates and processes, we're mm -hmm. spelling out exactly how to do it. So yeah, the person that's been doing it for years doesn't need to read through the checklist, but if I hire somebody new that needs to know how to do that, I can assign it to them and it should walk them through it. So instead of them having to go to a wiki, that's like a separate document, you're hoping they right. know it's there and that you're hoping they look at it, they get a task, it pops up and here's their list of things on how to do it. Um, so we write your SOPs right into the system, makes hiring easier, training a little bit easier, less questions, all the things. So that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, we used to say, all right, there's now there's loom. I don't think loom was a thing back then where we do these like screen grabs and video recordings and all in, you know, basically a blog post on a, you know, on a wiki, but yeah, if you've got it, you know, plug me into this project and now this project is going to walk me through how to do it. That makes a ton of sense. Here's a question that one of my mastermind groups we kick around. It, it's come up the past few months as they're growing, scaling, putting new people in place. In your, from your perspective, the difference between a project manager and an account manager is yeah, that's that's a tough one, and it's funny that you know even as a project management firm, I still dabble in what that looks like. An account manager is somebody who deals with your clients in a way to keep the relationship good and to figure out what else they need. Your project manager is the one that takes that to the team to execute it. So the project manage managers are for your internal team, the account managers for your clients to feel like, yeah, your project manager will talk to your clients as yeah. far as deliverables and projects go, but they're not trying to upsell them. They're not trying to figure out what they need. They're not trying to keep the relationship great. They're, they're talking to them. Hey, how are you? And, and all of that stuff. But your account manager really is the one that's nurturing relationships with yep. your clients and your project manager is helping your team as an internal yeah. person. So you guys yeah, don't really cross that line though, do you? You're, you stick on the project side. We will. We have a lot of clients that don't have account managers. So we are the only point of contact outside of the owner oh, to their clients. So we'll, we don't necessarily try to upsell them or anything, but we do keep that really great cadence with all the clients. Like, how are you guys? Is there any, let us know if we can do anything, you know, have you ever thought about this? So we do try to play that until because a lot of companies can't afford a PM, an account manager, a COO, right. this, so many things. So if there's not that account manager position filled, uh, we will help you nurture those relationships in, until you either get one or, you know, we try to nurture relationships anyways. And that's kind of where we landed uh, in, in the month to month discussion of the, the biggest differences in, in, in a small, nimble agency. Uh, that account side person is typically typically the owner. They're doing the biz dev. They're bringing in the deals. They're, you know, maintaining those relationships. But at some point, that project management portion gets peeled off to somebody else. Maybe it's a designer who's I'm kind of organized. Look at all the sticky notes I have. I can I can figure out Asana um, or they bring in somebody like yourself or a dedicated PM. The challenge with a dedicated PM or even with yourself is it either eats out all of their profitability 
or they don't know how to charge for it. And, and so a lot of that is figuring out how do I charge for project management? How do I charge for account management? Do you guys help in strategizing on that at all? Yeah, I mean, in, in the strategy of it is we just tell our clients you should be charging more now that you have a project manager, right? Yeah. I mean, there's not really much strategy that goes behind it. It's more of understanding the reason why you're doing it and and coming to terms that you're cool with charging more. You know, your clients now have a dedicated person on your team that's going to get back to them faster than you would. Your projects are running more smoothly. You have more infrastructure to now grow, help them with their business because you have more infrastructure to, to take on more work from them. Um, and so it, it's all about becoming, now you're this solopreneur to now you're a small business to a medium, you know, you have to change your prices as those go, uh, because you're going to have more people, more mistakes are going to happen. Um, you know, this person's going to need time off and you have to pay them for that. And so it's, it's more of just, I tell people all the time is your business is getting bigger. So you need to charge more. If you want to grow this business, you have to charge more. And part of that is, is because you're making some of these hires that don't necessarily directly affect your profitability. They don't directly affect the deliverables to the client, but you still need them on your team. So, you know, yeah. we tell our clients, you should up your, you should do a 15% raise on all projects. Once you get a project manager, hundred yeah. percent, at least a 15% raise at least. Um, on all of your services. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that will help pair that down. So you're buying yourself your time back. Your project manager is now not really costing you money because you've made up for their salary and mm -hmm. then, or for their, you know, monthly or whatever. Um, but now you have time to do more sales. So it does end up, it does take a couple months to catch up, right? Month one, you're not going to see the profitability from hiring a project manager. doesn't right. happen. It just takes a little right. bit of time. We tell people about typically takes about 90 days to start seeing profitability from that mid-tier management um, type hires that they start to make. So. Yeah. And, and to your point, it might not be that the project manager or the outsourced project manager is generating profit, but it's freeing up time so I can go and, like I said, close new business, bring in more money. But we're also operating more efficiently. So that website project, that logo project, that whatever project that took 300 hours, maybe it's taking 250 hours or, you know, something like that. So we're we're doing things more efficiently. We're cooking with better fuel, if you will, you know, and so, yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, so your company recently, you've had a, a big shift in personnel and that's something pretty, I think, impactful. Uh, you brought on your husband and joined forces. What's that like? How's that been? How, what's the division of roles? Yeah, I'm excited about it too. It's it's actually been great. So um, my husband was a full-time, he, he went to school to be a physical therapist, got his doctorate in physical therapy. And our business started to grow to the point where it was like, we either need to hire a partner, somebody that's going to be just as invested as me, or mm -hmm. he needs to come into the business. And we're like, well, no one's going to be as invested in this business as him and I are going to be, because this is mm -hmm. our livelihood now. So, yep. So we brought my husband into the business. So he's taken more of a, make sure our, our employees are happy. Uh, make sure that we have the right softwares in place, QuickBooks. You know, we were using a really janky type system for mm. invoicing and collecting payment, which I know all small business owners do, but there's a reason why QuickBooks is a standard, but you have to be able to justify that cost, right? Because yeah. it's more expensive. So he's been able to put that into place for us and just certain things. He's just been able to put things in place and it's been such a great transition for us. Um, you know, it's funny because he loved his job. He went to school for it for so long. Being a physical therapist is what he wanted to do his whole life, but he's seems a lot happier now and like just loves being in the business. I love having him in the business. And I feel like it's been a really, really nice. great because 
been able to not just become partners in parenting and partners in house stuff is it's really gotten us partners in everything where if I don't do it, he's got to do it and he doesn't have time to do it. So I have to do it. And that's with changing the kids' diapers to things in the business and cooking dinner. And it's just really allowed us to be partners more fully in every aspect of our life. And it's, it's worked out really well for us. Oh, I love that. I feel like he's sitting across from you, like on the other side of the screen you're looking at and he's like <laughs> thumbs up in you. Uh, I don't know. I think that's awesome though. But so, and I, I mentioned earlier, I have a client whose wife recent, recently rejoined his agency. And so um, I don't know their direct 50-50 partners or whatnot. I know the business is primarily in her name for the women minority-owned business benefits. But his friends were like, well, I could never work with my wife. We'd kill each other. And his response, which I, I think is beautiful, you might have married the wrong person, you know, and, and not to say that that every married couple should work together or could work together. And that's fine, too. But knowing where your your role is and where his role is and who's in charge of this and he's in charge of that. And I mean, what was that definition of roles like for you guys to say this is what I want to do or this is what you're good at? Yeah, it's more right now because it's still so fresh. It's more of he's doing things that I just haven't had time to do. So right now it's been more like he's putting out all the fires of stuff that I've been neglecting because I just haven't had the time, but really it's about communication. You know, him and I thankfully have really great communication, or at least I think we do so far, we have had great communication and that's what it's, I think what it's all about. If you're annoying me, I tell you, you're not allowed to take offense, vice versa, same I'm not allowed to take offense. I'm going to tell you what I need. And you just have to tell me if you can do it. Um, And if you tell me, if you can't do it, fine, I'll figure it, figure it out. But it's really about just saying like, we're not going to get offended from each other. We're going to have open and honest communication. Business is separate from our kids, you know, and just drawing those lines and having that constant communication where you feel like you can really say what's on your mind will helps us one, get along better, but then also helps us just get stuff in the business done a lot quicker because it's not nice. just like, oh, I can do it. And then it sits on his desk for a week. It's like, I don't have time to do that. And just yeah. having that open communication that we can talk about anything and everything has been extremely, extremely helpful for us. Oh, I love that. So. I, I'm excited for you guys for that. That's amazing. Um, so a couple minutes left. I want to hit you with a couple of quick non-agency, non-project related rapid fire questions. So we are, you know, hopefully COVID and pandemic are all in our rear view mirror. What's the big takeaway that you and the family had from that? You know, for me, I was pregnant during COVID. I, we found out the month prior to every, so February, everything got shut down in March and we were in a different city. We had never lived in before and we couldn't see anybody and just cherishing the time that you have with people and being present, even if the moment is bad, even if what mm-hmm. you're going through isn't your favorite and it's stressful, be thankful for that time learn from what you can in that moment and move forward from it because you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and learning what you can and being happy and being present in every single moment is all you can do. So yeah. I would say that's a takeaway as a family. Love that. Nice. Um, a, a book, podcast, show, something that you're like obsessed with and really into right now. Probably not what people are probably going to think. <laughs> uh, we've been watching Andrew Schultz. I think it's Andrew Schultz podcast. Uh, it's probably not the most appropriate. It's not a very big business podcast, um, but we've been we've been pretty um, obsessed with that. He just came out with a special that came out with last night and we, we bought it and watched it, but he's got a lot of his podcasts on Netflix and we've been watching those on repeat. And it's kind of our way to wind down for the night is just to yeah. watch something 
be comedic and just go to bed with with something good for the day so i'll have to check it out yeah it can't be all business right especially when you work and live together and all that you've got to mix it up so yeah yeah so, okay and then finally uh a, a really vital piece of business advice that you can't live without that you want to pass on to somebody enjoy the journey if you don't mm -hmm. enjoy the journey you're not going to make it you're, you're not going to make a million bucks tomorrow you really have to enjoy the journey learn from the journey and just yeah enjoy it because you you, you can get there but there's a lot of BS that comes in the middle of it and you have to learn to enjoy even those worst moments. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I fully enjoyed having you on. Um, um, I'll make sure to share your website uh, and everything in the, in the content notes. Um, so thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your time joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've, I've had so much fun. I appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs. As always, if you found value in this episode, chances are someone else will too, so please share it with your network. Also, if you know someone with expert knowledge on a topic that agency owners would love, drop me a note. Let's get them on. Finally, find someone to hug today.